Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Happy New Year! On today's broadcast, we're continuing the message that we began at the beginning of the week where Bishop Clark uses John, the 12th chapter, verses 24 through 26 as the backdrop scripture for part two of the message in the Conception series, Fruitfulness. I am moved by what Jesus said in John chapter 12. I would encourage you to read the entire chapter. There are verses there that you need to commit to memory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls, please underline the word fall, it must fall to the ground. And then it must die, scripture says, it will remain alone. The Amplified says, and I love this, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies. It remains just one grain. It never becomes more, but lives by itself alone. And I'm listening and watching our culture change and shift. I saw a young lady on Facebook the other day. She was saying, you know, don't ever walk to someone else's drumbeat. You must find your own, which is totally contradictory to anything that's biblical. Yes, you are an individual, but we're all a part of a body, and we all are part of the body of Christ. And if you're seeking your own drumbeat, that means you can be out of step with where God is going, and you'll still be comfortable with it. You haven't fall, fallen to the ground yet and died, and that's why you're seeking your own, seeking your own concepts of what life is about, and seeking your own path when Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the path that takes us to the Father. If you haven't learned that now, that's why you're here to hear the gospel of the kingdom. Because unless the gospel of the kingdom is preached, men can't repent. That gospel is supposed to prick your heart. It's supposed to tell you and show all of us that we haven't arrived yet. That we need to submit or fall. Who's preaching you must fall before you can get up? Who's preaching that? Who's telling us that there is a fall that's biblical? That there is a submission, a total submission to the paramount, the paramount king, a total, a total coming underneath his will and his ways. And unless that happens, we will remain alone. We will still live. You can still live, but you'll be alone when you live. It's only when you fall and die that you can bring forth more. Or bear more fruit. Understanding conception is so critical because biologically conception is the moment when a seed cell, a seed cell from a male breaches the egg from a female. Biologically conception starts when a seed cell from a male 
breaches the egg from a female. The process is called fertilization. Fertilization, nothing new, nothing is born without this process. It is a natural process. It is the initial stage of development for human growth, for human beings around the world. Nobody can enter into this world without the cell, the seed cell from a male breaching the egg from a female. Fertilization. When you're fertilized, when there is fertilization or conception, fruitfulness is the goal. And fruitfulness should be the goal of every believer, for every follower of Jesus, for every Christian around the country, for every Christian on every continent. It should be fruitfulness. None of us should be comfortable with abiding alone or finding our own voice or finding our own path. Because we must fall. This is what Jesus says. Except you fall into the earth and die, you will abide alone. But if you die, you bring forth more fruit. The scripture says Jesus was the first fruit of this process. In other words, he shows us how to conceive and to bring forth fruit spiritually. He did it himself. He died on the cross. He was buried in the earth for three days. On the third day, he rose from the dead and he brought forth much fruit. This is how he brought forth the gospel of the kingdom and made it powerful because of the resurrection to all who believe. And everyone that follows him must follow the same path. We must learn not to live, but to live after we fall into the ground and die and then come up with a likeness like him can the church say amen? amen now this is not easy talking because this works counterproductive to the way we're taught and thought and think because all of us want to be successful but remember even if you live 70 80 or 99 it is just a drop in the bucket compared to eternity there is a life beyond this short span that we all need to think about this life can end at any moment and that's why we need to protect it yes but at the same time, we need to die while living so we can bring forth much fruit. Glory to God. Actually, we know this. If you have children, you have to die to yourself if you want to raise up children successful. There's some dreams you may have. You put them on the side. You kick them to the curb so your kid can get what they need. We're doing it in certain areas, but God wants you to do it spiritually. Every man is not comfortable with his job, but if you have a family, you go to work. Period. Period. You die to what you feel so others can bring forth fruit. Mothers, I know you don't like doing that. I don't know you don't like getting up every morning and doing what you do. But you do what you need to do because you're after someone else's health, wholeness, and wellness. We need to bring that into the kingdom as well. The meaning of fruitfulness. It should be the goal of every believer. Please get this. Every follower of Jesus, but the meaning of fruitfulness in the word of God. There is fruitfulness and there is what I call overflowing fruitfulness. So we have fruitfulness, but then there's overflowing fruitfulness. The difference in the two is volume. It's quantity. I don't just want to bring forth fruit, but I want an overflowing fruitfulness. Please write that down because I believe all of us want to experience an overflowing 
fruitfulness or abundance. It's fruitfulness in abundance. Let's tell God to make us experience an overflowing fruitfulness. How many of you agree with me you want to experience overflowing fruitfulness? So I'm going to ask him right now. Father, I thank you. Even as I teach Holy Spirit, I thank you for activating the womb of your people. As the seed is sown, conception cannot be made. Fertilization without Father, the womb of your people, the matrix of your people, receiving a seed of your word. Thank you for that connection. Thank you, God, for the penetration. And I thank you, God, for the yield and the development of overflowing fruitfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's clap our hands for that. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. That's not something you need to cry over. It's going to happen. When conception happens, things start growing. By this, my father, this is what Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 8. By this, my father is glorified that you bear overflowing fruitfulness, much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. I want you to see this. This is by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. God wants us. This is how the Father is glorified. Not that just we not just that we bear fruit, but there's an overflowing that you bear much fruit. Overflowing. So you can prove to be his disciples. In other words, there's one thing to follow Jesus. And then there's another thing to say to follow Jesus as a disciple. Because one of the signs of doing that is overflowing. Overflowing in all areas of your life. Just vegetation and fruit. Just abounding in all areas. And that's what I want to see. Not only in my own life. I want to see it in every life that's under the sound of my voice. And those who haven't heard my voice yet. And God wants it to you. He, want, he wants your business idea to go around the world. He wants your brand to be seen all around the world. He wants your cake to be tasted by everybody. He wants your real red velvet, Doris, to be tasted by Walmart and, and, and by, um, what's that restaurant we ate it in? Um, Olive Garden. Doris, my sister, baked a red velvet for her brother Enoch's birthday. And we went to Olive Garden and we, they broke it open. And even the waitresses, they wanted a piece of it. They were like, my, what is that? Because everybody was like, mm, 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 oh my, ooh, mm, mm, my God. That's what everybody was saying around the table. So it made the waitresses say, I want a piece. What I saw is you can have a red velvet cake in every Olive Garden around the world. I'm talking about over, overflowing abundance and fruitfulness, okay? And so God wants that for you. Start dreaming. Over Tonza has something what she calls snuggle puffs. I see it in every crackle barrel around the world. Can you dream? Let me tell you something. If you really want to die, let the devil kill your dreams. Then you don't need to live anymore. You don't need to breathe at all. Just existing. But if you can keep the devil from killing your dreams. Hallelujah. And just allow God to speak to you about overflowing abundance. It's not just in the fruit of the spirit. But in finances and in, and in influence and in affluence. And all of those words that represents prosperity. God wants you to experience it today. 
Can the church say amen? Amen. Come on, shake yourself. Shake the dust off. Shake it off. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hannah was fruitless. You'll find her in chapter 1, chapter 2 of 1 Samuel. She was fruitless, barren, until she cried out to God. And there should be something in you if you're not seeing fruit abound in your life. You can't remain silent about it. And comfortable with the fact that there is nothing growing. There's nothing produced. You don't see a brighter day. There's no fragrance that's coming out of your life. There's not the chatter of little babies in the house. You don't see anything fresh and new that's produced or being released in your, in your environment. You shouldn't be comfortable with that. Hannah wasn't comfortable with barrenness. She was fruitless. But the Bible says she cried out unto God. She cried out with such vigor and zest and zeal and with such anguish that the man of God thought she was insane or she was drunk. Now I want you to think about that. She lost her dignity. It wasn't just, I'm just going to praise God and believe God to take care of it and I'm just down. No, she began to seek God with complete abandonment. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being limited. God, I want a child. That's what she was saying. I want a baby. It wasn't some little casual stuff. She was so animated about it that it caused the priest to look at her. Glory to God. I want to see that in our church. This little side like, type worship. If you want, you want God to move in your life, you got to break out of this little stuff and start seeking God with all of your heart mind. God, I need it now. Thank you, God. Now we get all excited when our favorite team wins, but we need to start crying out to God when there's no fruitfulness in our life. If the word of God is true and God says we will abound more and more and there's a such thing as an overabundant and overflowing fruitfulness, then I want it. And if my womb is dry, I'm asking God to move in my life in a special way. I didn't know Hannah was so powerful. You should read chapter 1 and chapter 2 and listen to her when God opened her up. Listen to her theology. She didn't even go to Bible school, but the thing that she knows about God, hallelujah, the things that this barren woman knew about God, it's amazing. She began to cry out to God. She initially wanted one boy, but because she cried out to God, she eventually had six children. I want you to think about this now. She, her womb is barren. She's walking around. She wants a baby. She didn't just go to the doctor and listen to what the doctor says. She shook her hair loose. Glory to God. Come on, shake it. Shake your stuff. You want something from God? You got to do something you've never done before. Let your faith elevate to another level. Let yesterday go. You can't make it over. You can't do it over. You can't go back. You can't change what happened. But you can set your course, your face, like a flint and start moving into your destiny. And God, for her crying out, he was moved by it. She eventually had six children. Glory to God. She experienced an overflowing fruitfulness. Thank you, God. God is capable of giving you beyond your request. The Bible says he can do exceedingly, come on, abundantly. 
Man, let your faith come up. The, the, the problem between you getting what you need from God and you not having it is a faith level. You can, you can feel sorry all day. That's not going to move God. It's when you're able to say, I believe God. Come on, say it with me. I believe God. Glory to you. The devil don't want you to say that. He wants you to say you believe in the stock market and you, you believe in your investments and you believe that you're going to be able to get the new job and you believe that you're going to get promoted. But he don't want you to say, I believe God. Because once you say, I believe God, hallelujah, you open up, hallelujah, the atmosphere for impossibilities. Ah, God can do anything but fail. My God can supply all of your need according to his riches. Come on, help me praise him. I said he can supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. Come on, lady, shake yourself. You too cool. You shake yourself. Come on, brother, you too cool. Shake yourself. God, I believe God. Ah. I believe he can move this mountain I believe he can change my circumstance I believe he can heal my child ah. Ah. I believe God come on he's capable of giving you beyond your request all he wants you to do is sow the seed of praise and sow the seed of the act seeking not glory to God that's the seed but he'll give you the harvest thank you God God can make you to be fruitful if you're experiencing fruitlessness then cry out to God you look on your tree nothing is growing cry out to God he can change it hallelujah this is what you need to find God is no respecter come on of what persons which means you can find something in the Old Testament and in the New Testament if it happened for a person then it's possible that it can happen for you if it happened for Hannah it can happen for you if it happened for David it can happen for you if it happened for Eve it can happen for you if it happened for David it can happen for you if it happened for Solomon it can happen for you if it happened for the prophets it can happen for you if it happened for John it can happen for you if it happened for Jesus it can happen for you come on shout it can happen Glory, hallelujah. Paul in Acts chapter 19 was so anointed that his handkerchiefs performed miracles. You need to read it in, in Acts chapter 19 verse 11 and 12. Now God worked unusual. I'm talking about an overflowing abundance. Notice it was not Paul, but God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul. Hallelujah. So that even his handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the disease left them. And the evil spirit went out of them. 
I want to talk about an overflow and abundance. Which means, if that happened in our church, it means I could take my shirt off and cut it into pieces. And you can take the pieces of my shirt to your sick child and lay it on that child. And the sickness leaves them. Now you're not even praising because you can't see it in your spirit. But I'm reading it right out of the Bible. And if it happened for Paul, it can happen for you. If it happened in the word, it can happen for you. You got to believe God. Come on, shout, I believe God. All I need to do is see it in the word. All I need to do is see it in the word unusual me overflowing fruitfulness thank you God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus trust God for the overflowing fruitfulness because only he can give you overflowing fruitfulness I don't know why we're not seeking God I don't know why we get quiet I mean, there's a pill for every sickness in the world today. We're beginning to depend on the, the, the pills versus depending on God. But let's go back to the first century church where they didn't have Eckerd's and they didn't have CVS. They didn't have Walgreens. All they had was a handkerchief that had an anointing. Hallelujah! That used to be on the man of God. But because their faith was in God, God anointed the handkerchiefs in such a way that when they laid it on the body, sickness and evil spirits had to go. Demons had to flee. Shackles were broken. I'm here to tell you God is able to do in the 21st century what he did in the first century if his people that are called by his name would humble themselves and pray get off google and pray come on facebook and pray stop worrying about your education and pray and seek my faith turn from your evil way then will I hear from heaven, forgive sin, come on, and heal the land. Put your hands together, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to get the deliverance today. Somebody's going to start experiencing overflowing abundance. Ah. Write it down, a fruitful man or woman is one who merges with Jesus a fruitful man or woman is not someone that's out there just wanting they, they have to merge infuse your efforts with Jesus and when you do so he will grow she will grow he will overgrow he will overgrow she will overgrow he will thrive she will thrive He or she will reproduce much fruit, many fruits, if you'll merge with Jesus. So look at your life in areas where you're not connecting. And let's find these broken connected points, connecting points, and let's reconnect with Jesus so this overflowing abundance can come to our lives. You know where they are. So let's make sure we find these broken, connected, connecting dots or points where there's a disconnect and reconnect with Jesus. Merge with Jesus. 
So over the overabundance can flow into your life through the conduit of that relationship again. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at the Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2531. That's reference number 2531. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God. But you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. And I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.